Thank you for listening to the Ablaze Church Sermon Podcast. Our purpose at Ablaze is to love God, love others, follow Jesus, and tell others. If you are looking for a church home in the Tulsa area, we'd love to have you join us for worship on Saturdays at 6.30 p.m. or Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at ablazechurch.org. We have a theme for the year that we're going to focus on throughout the year, and it's called First Things. And throughout the year, I'm going to ask you, what's first in your life? We started out this year in the month of January with taking a close look at what should be, according to God, first things first in the church. We looked at Jesus and what he prayed for the church, which is a group of people, not a building. Well, he prayed that we would celebrate his glory, that we would preach the word of God and stand on it, that we would perforate the world as Christians, and that we would imitate his love. Love is something that stands on the essentials, like the teachings of God, and has diversity in the non-essentials, and gives grace for people who are not just like us. Imagine that. We also, in that series, learned that if we're going to put God first, okay, we need to put him first in everything in our life in our time, in our talent, and in our treasure. That is returning to the Lord first fruits. And then we finish up the series last week with taking a close look at what God says is the first and the greatest commandment. That is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, putting God first. And the second is just like it, Jesus said, Love your neighbor, that is others, as you love yourself. And it is Jesus who said, the entire Bible from cover to cover rests on those two commandments. Today I begin a new series, and I'm so excited about this series because it's going to take us today, from today to Easter. And it is called First and Foremost and Overcoming. Overcoming the Goliaths in our life with the Lord. Now, you're sitting here this morning and are following online. You might be thinking, I have nothing I need to overcome. Or you might be sitting here watching online saying, I have so much in my life that I need to overcome. If you only knew what I was facing. Wherever you are, this I can tell you, it is God Almighty who says we need to overcome the world. Well, listen to the words of Jesus. I have told you these things so that you can have peace, peace in the world. Now, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. Have you ever had tribulation? He says, but take heart. I have overcome the world for you. Why do we need somebody to overcome the world for us. Well, the world is the devil's playground if you didn't know it. And he kind of runs around the world tempting you, seeking someone to devour, and he's bigger than you, stronger than you, you might say. Okay? And when you sin, because you give into temptation, the consequence of that is death. 
How are you going to overcome sin, death, and the power of the devil? Well, you need somebody bigger than yourself, and that somebody is Jesus Christ, as John Bush shared with you in the prayer time. Not only that, but if you think about the world and all the things that we have to deal with when it comes to the world influencing us, just take politics, for instance. <clears throat> take uh, what did the world says, how we got here. What does the world say about family? the beginning of life, marriage. <laughs> Those are some pretty big things to overcome. How about personally in your life? Your marriage, your health, your finances. Do you have things that you're facing right now that seem to overwhelm you? Well, today I want to speak to you about overcoming Goliaths because we have them in our life, whether you know it or not, with the Lord. I'm going to call it uh, Overcoming 101. Now, to do that, we're going to take a look at one of the great overcomers found in the Old Testament in the story of David and Goliath. Many of you learned that story like me as a child, maybe in Sunday school or maybe from your parents. David and Goliath is one of the most popular stories found in the Bible. And I'd like to take a closer look at it, but before we do, I want to kind of give you the background. David is a very small shepherd boy. Okay, he takes care of sheep. He has seven older brothers that are bigger than him. During his years as a shepherd, the king of Israel, who stood a head taller than anybody in the army of Israel, was King Saul. And King Saul walked away from God. And God said to Samuel, the prophet, I'm going to anoint a new king. Go to Jesse's house. And so Samuel went to Jesse's house, knocked on the door and says, I need to see your sons. I'm going to anoint one king of Israel. In walks Eliab, the biggest and the strongest of the eight sons. Samuel looks at him and says, wow, <laughs> look at this great guy, big and strong. He is the one the Lord wants to anoint. And he gets out his oil. And God looks at Samuel and says, no, he's not the one. You look at man's physical appearance. I look at his heart. And what God is looking for is a heart that looks to him. That's why little David is called a man or a boy after God's own heart. They go through all the sons, and Samuel says, is there anybody else? Well, I got a little boy out in the field named David, the runt of the litter, and bring him in, brings him in, and Samuel anoints him king over Israel as a little boy. Later on, there's a war that goes on between the children of Israel and the Philistines, and a stalemate is taking place. Because the Philistines have a giant. He is believed to be over nine foot tall. He's big. He's from Gath. Now, what is the area of Gath? Remember when the children of Israel came out of Egypt and they sent 12 spies by Moses into the area called the Promised Land? 
they went to an area or a city of Gath. And they came back and reported to the children of Israel. Two of them, Caleb and Joshua, said, let's go. The Lord will deliver these people into our hands. You know what the other 10 said? They're giants. <laughs> we can't conquer them. And you know what the children of Israel did? They retreated and said they're not going in to the promised land. And God made them wander in the wilderness for 40 years. So this is a Goliath, a relative of those folks. And he stands up and defies the army of the living God. Choose a man, mano, mano, we'll fight. And if I beat him, you become our slaves. But if he beats me and kills me, then we will become your slaves <clears throat> for 40 days. Morning and evening, he defies the army of God. Jesse calls his youngest son and said, I want you to go to the front lines and bring this food to your three brothers who are fighting in the war. David says, okay. And then Jesse says, report back to me. So David takes the food, goes to the front line, and he sees Goliath, and he's bamboozled. What is going on? Who is this man who defies the army of the living God? And he hears the people talking. Well, you know, the one who fights him, he's going to be wealthy. That's what the king says. And the king will give him a daughter of his own. And his family and everybody in his household will be exempt from taxes. And David is trying to figure this out. With such an incentive, still nobody's fighting? What's going on? And Eliab walks up, his oldest brother. What are you doing here? I know what's in your heart. Evil. Wow. <laughs> God looks at David's heart and sees a man after his own heart. The brother looks at him and says, I know what you're doing. <laughs> Evil. No, he was there because of the will of God. And you know what David does? David basically says to his brother, speak to the hand. <laughs> <laughs> what word is this, he says. And he turns away from his brother, basically saying, <clears throat> there's more important things than you. First things, first and he speaks to the people to clarify. Now, what's going to happen here if somebody fights this guy? Well, he's going to be very wealthy, the king promises. He'll be able to marry the king's daughter and exempt from taxes him and his family. So he goes up to King Saul, who should have been fighting, and said, I'll fight. <laughs> what does King Saul do but laugh at him? You're just a little ruddy boy. This guy, Goliath, is a giant and has been killing men since he was a boy. You don't have a chance. So King David says to Saul his testimony. Now, if you've never been tested, you don't have a testimony, you might say. But if you have been tested by God, you have a testimony. Oh, yes, we think of testimony. Oh, the day I was saved 45 years ago. Really, what has the Lord done for you lately is also a testimony. See, it's not what you look at, it's how you look at it. Like the three men who came to the Grand Canyon, 
One an artist, one a pastor, and the other a cowboy. The artist looks at the Grand Canyon. Whoa, this is beautiful. What a scene to paint. The pastor looks at the Grand Canyon and says, wow, this testifies to the glory of God. The cowboy looks at the Grand Canyon and says, terrible, miserable place to lose a cow. (laughs) How did David look at this giant as a wee little man? So he gives his testimony. He says to Saul, you know, when I was in the field taking care of the sheep, And a lion came and took that sheep in its mouth. And the bear came and took a sheep in its mouth. I struck him and released that lamb. And if that bear or that lion rose up against me, I grabbed him with my hands and killed him. Now, think about that for a moment. He didn't carry a sword. He grabbed and killed him with his bare hands. And then he says to Saul, if the Lord has delivered me from the paw of the bear and the paw of the lion, the Lord will deliver me from this un." circumcised Philistine who defies the army of the living God. He can't believe anybody is not standing up. King Saul is rather dumbfounded. Oh, okay, go. And the Lord be with you. (laughs) (laughs) So now King Saul thinks he needs what the world offers. The best of the best, a brass helmet, breastplate, a spear, a javelin, the boots. And he puts these all on David and David tries to walk around. He says, I can't use this stuff. I'm going to go by what God has given me, the gifts he has given me as a shepherd. And many times this story is read and this is missed. You know, this is the first thing David grabs is a shepherd's staff. I bet you were thinking stones, a sling. No. He grabs the shepherd's staff, and it should remind you of the good shepherd who laid down his life for us. The one who says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because your staff and your rod They comfort me. So he grabs his staff. That's what he struck the bear with and the lion with to release the lamb. And when he gives his testimony, it's plural. Bears and lions. More than one he faced. And then he grabs five stones and puts them in his pocket. Well, the Bible says his pouch, which was a shepherd's pouch. Then he grabbed the sling, the last thing, the sling. And he goes out to the battle line to face Goliath. And now you know why Goliath said this. He looks at David 
and says, am I a dog? Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) That you come after me with a stick? With sticks? Meaning he's mocking David. He doesn't even see the sling or the stones. He sees a stick, a staff, and he starts to mock him. And then we're told he curses David by his gods. That means Goliath's gods. And I'm going to remind you of another giant of a man named Pharaoh, who had the largest army on earth, the greatest kingdom on earth. And he mocked Moses and the children of Israel with 10 gods. And it is God Almighty who knocked off every one of the 10 gods of Egypt with a plague. Hmm. So here's this man mocking David, the servant of the Lord, with his gods. And now we're going to pick up the rest of the story. Follow along with me. Now open up your Bibles to 1 Samuel 17. Come on. This is an incredible story. Now I'm going to give you step one in overcoming the Lord. Excuse me. (laughs) Overcoming with the Lord. Step number one in overcoming anything you face in life. Remember your testimony. Let me say it again. Remember your testimony. What has has God delivered you from in your past? Remember college? Remember driving? Remember doing those foolish things when you were young and maybe you did last year? All you have to do is tell somebody, well, let me tell you when I almost died, (laughs) when I did a foolish thing, when I crashed my first car, and people say, oh, God, let me tell you what the Lord did for me. That's a testimony, folks. And each and every one of you, I'm willing to bet, has one. What the Lord has done for you, how he's overcome cancer for you. Overcome the tragedy in your marriage or when you lost your job. That's your testament. First step in overcoming with the Lord. Remember your testimony. Now we're going to step two of overcoming with the Lord 101. Verse 44. The Philistine, that is Goliath, said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. Pretty basic. But notice David. He comes as a servant of the Lord, as a prophet, and gives details of what's going to happen. So nobody would be in doubt. Was this an accident? (laughs) Or was it God's hands? Listen to what he says. Then David said to the Philistine, that is Goliath, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. Those are the things of the world. No different than the things that Saul tried to put on David. No different than what the world through the devil tries to put on you for your protection. Your retirement fund. Your money, your ability, your bank account, your house, your home, those are the things you should trust in. 
doctors and nurses. Really? Is that what you put on? Here comes Goliath with all the things man has made for him. And he's confident in them. This day, the Lord, no, excuse me, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled in detail. You haven't defiled me. You defiled God. This day, notice this, this day, the Lord. He doesn't say, oh, I'm going to do this. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. Now, notice the details. And I will strike you down and cut off your head. He has a staff, five stones, and a sling. How is he going to cut Goliath's head off? Okay. And I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines. Now he's talking about the whole army. Not only you, Goliath, but the whole army. This day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. So now there'll be a testimony that all the army of the living God, the children of Israel, will have together as a family, a testimony that the Lord saves. You see, David is a type of the good shepherd to come. The one who fights a battle for us, 47. And that all the assembly may know that the Lord saves. The Lord saves, not with sword or spear. Remember all the disciples wanted Jesus to rise up against the Romans. Remember Peter taking out the knife and cutting off the ear? Put that away. No, he saves, not with sword and spear, but with his holy precious blood for the battle. Okay, step two, <clears throat> overcoming 101. Number one, remember your testimony. Number two, good theology, good doctrine. And this is good theology, good doctrine. The battle is the Lord's. And he will give you into our hands. Now, some of you probably know the rest of the story. He runs up to Goliath, takes one stone out of his pocket. I'm sure he put the staff down at this point, took the sling, hit Goliath right in the forehead. He collapsed, takes Goliath's sword and cuts his head off. The children of Israel go berserk. They chase the Philistines all the way back to Gath and kill them along the way. And their bodies were left for the birds and the beasts of the field. <laughs> Two things I want you to take home. We're beginning this series called First and Foremost in Overcoming. Overcoming 101. Remember your testimony. Every one of you has a testimony. Number two, good theology, good doctrine. Whatever battle you face in the world, personally in your life, Whatever that may be, remember this, that battle is the Lord's. If Jesus, the good shepherd, says, I love you this much, this much when he died on the cross, how much more is he willing to do for you and fight for you? See, we think this story is about 
a little shepherd boy who takes on the giant called Goliath. That's not what it's about, folks. It's about a wee, little, ignorant, many little man who trusted in the world named Goliath, who took on the giant, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the creator of heaven and earth, and was smacked down. <laughs> Jesus took on the devil and rose victorious for us, for you, and for me. Nobody messes with the living God and wins. He is undefeated, and his victory is our victory. Listen to the words of John. Anyone born of God has overcome the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Who is the one that overcomes the world? The one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That means God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who left heaven, came to earth to fight sin, death, and the power of the devil for us. Do you believe that? I do. Amen.